Friends, good morning, and thank you for joining us at this Holy Mass. I was thinking about this Simeon story and thinking about what's happening in our world today, and thinking about Cleophas and the other apostle, maybe Joe and Emma walking, and there's some stranger coming to them and saying, you know, what's going on? Why are you so dejected? And Joe and Emma would go, seriously, you don't know what's happening? Have you not heard about COVID-19 and what's going on in the world? What about it, right? So that's what's the kind of news that broke out while Jesus was undergoing his passion, his death, and his resurrection. The whole then known world, the Jewish world, people in Jerusalem, and the then known world, everyone knew what happened to Jesus. So that is why the apostles, uh, Cleophas, and his companion is going like, seriously, Jesus? Or seriously, you don't know about this? Who are you? You know, are you an alien who doesn't know what happened? This is the third day. We're all grieving. We are downcast. Right? So, this image, the whole image gave gave me an impression of what's happening right now. Brought home the message of what's happening to our lives right now. And everybody knows. The whole world knows what's happening. And the whole world almost is shut down during this time to keep everybody safe, to to stop the pandemic from spreading, and we know those reasons. You know, back home in India, the immigrants, the migrants who were working in New Delhi, the capital and the surrounding, heard about this news, and the first thing they did was, let's just go away as far as possible, let's go home. Right? So they started traveling to go home. Some say some buses were taking them to go home, go home, go home, right? And on the way, the government stopped them. They didn't want them to take this, if anybody had contracted it, to go, to go and infect their family members, their loved ones in different parts of our country. Right? So Cleophas wants to go as far as possible. He doesn't want to do anything with this man, Jesus. He's downcast. He's totally dejected. He feels hopeless. And he just wants to walk away from this. But you know, they're still talking about it. Cleophas and his companion are still talking about what happened to this Jesus. And then... When Jesus comes to them, they don't recognize him. Or they are kept from recognizing him. It's not that they don't recognize him. The risen Lord is kept from from them recognizing him. So, the first thing Jesus asked them, that question, right? What's going on? You know, why are you so dejected? And they... You know, Cleophas says, well, it's concerning Jesus of Nazareth. 
a man, a prophet. He calls him a prophet, mighty in word and deed before God. Right? So all these other things that he truly believed about Jesus, that he's the Messiah, that he's the Son of God, that he came to redeem the world, he's not talking about this because guess what happened? He just got, you know, crucified and he was buried and now his body is not there. So Cleophas, his faith is dwindling right now. He's really struggling. And that is why he makes just a prophet, he says about Jesus, that he was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and people. And then he goes further on as Jesus questions and he talks about, well, this other news broke as well. Some women in our group went to the tomb and they did not see him there, but they saw the vision of the angels. They saw the empty tomb, they came to the apostles, they told them about it, and the apostles, some of our men, ran there, and they did not see the body of Jesus, they did not see any vision. So, you know, further, you know, just dejection, despair, loss of faith, or struggling in his faith. So just at that time, while Cleophas is struggling, Jesus says, oh, how foolish you are. And then walks them through this great study of the Bible, right? Right from Moses to Jesus, telling them that these things had to happen so that the Son of Man, Son of God, would redeem the whole of Israel. And that's another irony that takes place while they say, are you the only one who is visiting Jerusalem and does not know about this? Well, guess what? Jesus is the only one who knows exactly the plan of the Father, who knows exactly the plan that God had for him, and that he is the risen one, and that he is, and that he has saved and redeemed the whole world, and that whoever believes in him till the end or whoever, like our mission cross says, he that perseveres till the end shall be saved. Meaning who, he who hangs on to his, her faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and God will be saved. You know, the Eucharistic liturgy has two key parts. You know, there are four parts altogether, but the two central parts are the liturgy of the word, which starts with the scripture readings. Normally we do the Old and the New Testament. In the season of Easter, we do the New Testament great stories. The first homily from Peter is what you hear today, right? And so, liturgy of the word, reflection, the scriptures, like I'm doing right now, and then we go do our profession of faith in general intercession, that concludes the liturgy of the word and then we begin the liturgy of the Eucharist with preparation of the altar. Right now, altar service aren't helping us with that because of good reasons to distance ourselves. But that's when normally they would set the altar and we start that third part, the, the second main part of the church, third part of the mass, the liturgy of the Eucharist. So there's scripture, there's Eucharist. 
you know if you go further in the gospel reading today what does what do this two apostles say did not our hearts burn within us when he spoke to us and broke down the scriptures for us so much so that they didn't want to, him to leave they wanted him to continue the bible study for them so that they could really be engaged in that study and thanks be to god for technology you're still doing your bible study from book of isaiah right thursday wednesday thursday sunday thanks to all our leadership that is promoting this and helping you still stay connected and stay you know stay tuned study the scriptures every day so that's what is important you know the liturgy of the word is the key it's not like okay now i have a break i picked up my bulletin and today we have sunday oh today we have the catholic sentinel let me just read the catholic sentinel right now while fathers you know just giving his own thing right well now or whilst the lector is reading the word of god no don't do that i watch some of you do that maybe this is good time for you to reflect on the importance of the word of god while it is it would be you know disrespectful to the word of god you might have not known the seriousness of that part of the liturgy let's renew our dedication to the word of god because through the word of god jesus the risen lord prepared his apostles to come to the table of the eucharist started from the word of god he brought the scriptures right from moses to himself and today peter is taking us further and saying yes we saw him being crucified buried and now he is risen we are witnesses to this truth and this truth friends comes from the inspired word of god so never distract yourself when it comes to reading the scriptures you have such great opportunities we even have missals journey song books that you can follow along so that we are not you know being distracted you know the priest uses the missal to read all the prayers of the church some of those prayers priests know by heart but they still look at the rubrics and look at the words in the prayer so that they will not be distracted from it and wander away while they are doing it while they are celebrating the liturgy so liturgy of the word is the key let's put our hands on the bible like i said last sunday and start reading the word of god and then second part the word of god leads us to the eucharistic table and you would think why did jesus leave them you know he, they said lord come stay with us and he stayed with them but he did his first mass so to say after his last supper using the same four words he took bread broke it blessed it and shared it shared it with his apostles and then he disappears right but he does not really disappear he gives us his body his blood his soul his divinity so that he would remain with us until the end of time and that's the truth of our faith that's the truth of the eucharist that's why we celebrate the real presence in the eucharist and that's why it 
pains you so much not to be here and to receive the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus. But you are receiving Jesus spiritually. And Jesus is saying to us, how many times did you receive my body and blood, soul and divinity? And how did you approach this Eucharist? And now, while you're not able to receive my body and blood, soul and divinity in this sacrament, you are able to receive me spiritually. Renew your faith in this Eucharist. Renew your faith in my word. And may this faith in my word and in my presence give you an enduring, confident hope, as we said in the opening prayer of today's Mass. Friends, there is every reason for us to feel hopeless right now. There is every reason for us to feel dejected right now. There is every reason for those families that have lost their jobs, unemployed, to be so worried and to be fearful and to be afraid and to, you know, to just go into darkness of our lives. But guess what? The risen Lord brought that hope to these two apostles that were dejected, that were downcast. They didn't want anything to do with this prophet Jesus. They wanted to go home into their normal lives. But Jesus brings them hope. And what happens when Jesus brings them hope? They go back unafraid, ready to die, even if they will be asked to do that. Even if the authorities will will put them in prison, you know, crucify them like their master, they're not afraid. Because hope has come alive. Because Christ, our hope, is risen. Friends, Jesus gives us hope. Jesus gives us purpose. Even in these difficult times, just like the most difficult times for the early church, they stood, they walked, and they followed the way Jesus, our risen Lord. He gives us reason to follow him. Because in God, all things are possible. Because in the risen Lord, all things are possible. Let us trust. Let us hang on to that little faith we have, to that little hope we have, and share that love with one another and bring that joy to one another, the joy of the Easter that Jesus has given us. Because when we trust him and when we persevere in faith, we will, like Jesus, be victorious over death, over this virus, and over everything that troubles us right now. Let us be people of confident hope and faith. May the Eucharist, may the Word of God, the Scriptures lead our path each day and give us the confidence and spiritual communion in this Eucharist. And when we join a deeper faith, give us the joy to endure until we meet Christ in the eternal life of heaven. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit.